0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today, we have Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you.
1: Happy Monday, Dr. Paul. How are you?
0: I'm doing fine. (laughs) I'm doing fine. I I always figure is I'm doing fine if I'm doing better than it looks like the country is doing. But I wished I could do more to help, but uh, all I could do is give them my two cents worth. And they say, yeah, that's about what it's worth. <laughs> no, I hope, I hope that is not the case. I hope it's worth a nickel. But no, I'd rather have it worth uh, a, at least a silver dime. <laughs> yeah, silver dime. <laughs> a little silver in there might, yeah. might be better. But, a- anyway, there's a lot of people trying to help, a lot of people saying they're trying to help. And anybody who wants to make it worse are always saying that they're going to help and take care of us, take care of the people, and people go along, we're going to bring you peace and prosperity. Hey, they've stolen our our motto. So they're always arguing the case, but uh, the path is the same. Uh, yes, there is a difference between the two parties, but deep down inside and on the big issues, I argue, you no, know, the momentum is spending, deficits, war a violation of our civil liberties it's a shame that you have to argue that case because the founders did their best to try to protect those things but the protection didn't last because the people uh you know failed failed to follow because they told us that the document itself is not going to create create magic and i guess uh they've been proven to be correct but right now we're going to deal with once again uh, the war issue going on and you know, a few years ago, not many people knew about the Houthis. They, uh, they knew about it and uh, Saudi Arabia tried to help them out and that sort of thing and fuss and fume. You know, I always argue that if there's a problem over there, the neighbors ought to take care of it. So who, who would be the neighbors? I, I think the Saudis are close, but uh, I, I, they, uh, they have their, their own agenda. But the headline on anti-war today from Dave Uh DeCamp, one of our favorite people, U.S. prepares for open-ended war against the Houthis in Yemen. Open-ended, that's same old stuff, (laughs) you know. Everything we've done, it looks like it's been open ended uh, ever, especially since World War Two. And unfortunately, we even got involved in some wars when we were declaring wars that uh, didn't justify a whole lot of agony that we went through. If you look at the agony we went through in in World War One and World War Two, where we were participating in the rearrangement of, of of the world and also rearrangement of property lines that we're living with today and still fussing with world. World War I did that, World War Two has done that. So uh, allowing the people locally to decide what kind of government they want uh, is not part of the system that uh, we're aware of, uh, other than in theory, because people always are uh, always arguing for power and control and money, and they seem to win out until we go broke and then everything is up for grabs. So we're moving right now to that period where we're broke and things are up for grabs. But in the meantime, we have to deal with the details of war. And uh, this, is, uh, this is what uh, David DeCamp is so excellent in, uh, and w- one paragraph here, he has some. Some U.S. officials are worried that plans for an open-ended conflict with the Houthis will shatter the fragile truce truce between warring factions in Yemen, which includes a U.S.-backed Saudi Arabia-led coalition. So far Riyadh has urged restraint and distances itself from the US anti houthi Well, I guess they didn't get my message. Yeah. They they want us to fight their wars. And that's unfortunately we've been anxious to fight the wars because if we our goals have always been empires and uh, And now it becomes questionable because of our ability, our our talent on our policies, as well as who's paying the bills. So things are in a change and uh, hopefully we can contribute to uh, a more positive change than uh, we have today.
1: Yeah, we had this extraordinary situation. I think it was on Friday or Thursday afternoon where President Biden was, I guess, he was getting ready to get on a helicopter. And a journalist yelled out a question to him. And it really was extraordinary, and it's worth uh, playing it. So why don't we, if you want to get your earplug, listen. Listen. It's a really quick clip, so we have to pay attention. But this is really this captures the Biden foreign policy. Here's here's Let's listen in.
0: Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. <laughs>
1: are they? Are they working? Are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes, and so that's what we see if we put this up. Now, Dave wrote up this article from the Washington Post that we have to look at. Um, it's a longer version of it. If we can put that first clip up. As the Houthis vow to fight on, U.S. prepares for a sustained campaign. So the U.S., I believe, has hit Yemen seven times at least. You're starting to lose track. And it has not dissuaded uh, the, the fighters at all from blocking the ships uh, that are entering the Red Sea. So the administration is planning to escalate and get more involved. Now, a couple of things, uh, points I want to make about this Washington Post article. First of all, as is everything they do, this is propaganda. It's regime propaganda. Put this next one on because this is the obligatory line. The White House convened senior officials on Wednesday to discuss options for the way ahead in the administration's evolving response to the Iranian-backed movement. Now you'll see that every single time. Uh, yes, Iran is an ally of the Houthi movement, but we have allies, we have NATO allies. You never said the US-backed uh, you know, UK regime, the US-backed German regime. This is a way of continuing to bring Iran into this operation because the ultimate goal of the Washington Post and all the neocons who, who ran around stinking up Washington is a war with Iran. So I just wanted to point that out, Dr. Paul, for, to keep people in mind, keep that in mind. And I want to do one more clip before I put it on this. is from the Washington Post article because this is what the idea is all about. Um, the administration officials described their strategy in Yemen as an effort to erode the Houthis' high-level military capability enough to curtail their ability to target shipping in the Red Sea and Gulf of Aden, or at minimum provide a sufficient deterrent. Now, once again, this is more propaganda than truth because the this is written in a way that suggests that the Houthis are simply firing missiles at every ship that goes through, they're not. And they've said it before, uh, they are targeting ships that are going to and from Israeli ports as a protest against Israel's uh, activities in Gaza. There's a specific reason, it's not willy-nilly, But you won't see, unfortunately, the Washington Post point out the reason they're doing it. Because the reason, when you suggest it, means that really there is less reason for us to get involved at all. Because they weren't targeting us before we started shooting at them. You know, it's been going
0: on. It's been in the news more recently than a few years back. But uh, the U.S. backed, this comes from that article, backed Saudi-led war against the Houthis killed. (laughs) This this was a number that... I I was shocked, Uh, but I shouldn't be. Killed at least 377,000 people between 2015 and uh, 2022, according to the UN. More than half of them died of diseases and killing, and it's just total unnecessary, and everybody angling for money and power, and uh, and yet, you know, uh, the number shocks me, it disturbs me, but, just think of how much carnage there is that we're, whatever somebody purposely avoids listening to any of this news and this baloney stuff, because it's so tragic and they don't even want to think about it. So there's not a whole lot of people, you know, really can quite grasp this. This is, this is a big deal. And what about the killing going on in Ukraine right now? Yeah. You know, yes, there's talk about it, maybe a little bit more than average, but back when Uh, This should have been really talked about. And said, what are we doing here? Are we participating in that? And if it's a U.S.-backed, Saudi-led war, uh, I imagine you could guess where the money came from, you know, to
1: maintain that war. Well, the Saudis paid for it. We gave them the best weapons we had, and they were defeated by the Houthis. You know, after these many years now, there was a lot of deaths, of course, a lot of that, as you point out, was from disease. But the point here for the Biden administration to have taken a lesson from, which they did not, is that the Saudis lost. They had the best weapons, they had all the money in the world, but they still lost. Yet somehow they believe that escalating against the Houthis is going to be victorious this time. But the question is, and the real thing that came out in this Washington Post article is the idea that the, Biden's, the Biden administration does not have a clue what it's doing. Put up this next uh, clip because this, I mean, if you just read between the lines, you can see exactly the total lack of planning uh, in this. Officials say they don't expect the operation will stretch on for years, like previous U.S. wars (laughs) in Iraq, Afghanistan, or Syria. Well, did we ever expect they would last for 20 years in Afghanistan? No, of course they don't. But this is just an example of the absolute lack of planning. And I think, Dr. Paul, and I think you you would echo this, it goes back to the fact that they are doing this without the involvement of Congress whatsoever.
0: Yes, that's where the tragedy is, because that, that's where it could have been prevented. So the desire isn't there to prevent it, because the lobbying efforts by the various factions, So on, usually uh, we have representation on both factions, that groups that, that they come, and uh, and that's why the uh, politicians roll over. And but, but there's always a pretense, and that's what's so disgusting. Right now there's a pretense that we're going to do something, but if you are serious about a pretense, you're the worst people in Washington. You mean you'd close down the government? (laughs) Well, what we're trying to do is trying to prevent the calamity of government and, and, and turning a very serious situation, even here in the United States, making it much worse because they can't do this on printing press money. Eventually there's there, there are uh, ramifications for that and there's going to be serious uh, problems here in this country. So that's the that's where it is. And and your point is the right one. Where where, where did they get this authority? They, yeah. they just took it. But they're not the first ones. Uh, you know, uh, it. Uh, you know, it, if you compare it to what Jefferson did when he wanted to do something overseas in the early years, he was meticulous at going to to the Congress. But uh, it's one thing that they want to stay away from because uh, you know the, the Congress might put a put their foot down. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, Right now, it's going to continue like this, and uh, the war looks like it's not going to end soon there. And, of course, uh, we can't say much about the the total war ending in Syria or Iraq. You know, Iraq's getting more involved, and then we have Ukraine going on. And what do we have? We have people getting up and saying, you're un- you're un-American if you're not ready to go to war against China.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's what they want. Disgusting. Well, if you can put that same clip back up, because there's another point from the Washington Post article, and I'm sorry to go deep, deep into it, but I think it's a signal to us what, the, what what's going on. So the administration um, says they, they can identify no end date or provide an estimate for when the Yemeni's military capability will be adequately diminished. They have no idea what victory looks like, is another way of saying this. Uh, and they're acting as if they're fighting... Uh, an army with army bases, Uh, but they're not. The Yemenis use mobile weapons and they hide them in tunnels. Everyone knows this, uh, apparently except for the Biden administration. And go on. Now, this is an administration official, if you go to the next one, talking more about what they don't want to do. He says, we're not trying to defeat the Houthis. There's no appetite for invading Yemen. The appetite is to degrade their ability to launch these kinds of attacks going forward. So what this is, is an American... Narrative. Our narrative is here's what we want the world to look like. Oh, we don't want to do anything like go to war. In fact, we're not even going to call it war. There's this. This next video clip is fascinating because this is, I believe, the State Department or Pentagon spokeswoman, and she's asked by a journalist, you, you you've 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 hit them five or six times. Are we not at war? If we can cue that one up and listen to it, because this is an, a startling exchange, if you ask me. It's about 42 seconds, Dr. Paul, you're going to want to get your earpiece on and listen to this State Department briefing uh, of the administration. Uh, you said that we are not at war with the Houthis, but if, if you know, this tit-for-tat bombing, we bombed them five times now, so if this isn't war, can you just explain
0: that a little a little bit more to us? If this isn't war, what is war? Sure, Laura. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, Great question. I uh, just wasn't expecting it phrased exactly that way. Um, look, we are we do not seek war. Uh, we are we do not we are not at war with the Houthis. Um, in terms of a definition, I think that would be more of a clear declaration um, from the United States. But again, uh, what we are doing and the actions that we are taking are defensive in nature.
1: Um, I- Okay, good stuff. We don't seek war. You are bombing them. You are literally bombing them. That would be like if you went up to someone and punched him in the face for no reason and said, well, I'm not seeking a fight with you. And so then why are you punching me? What well, I mean, would it be like without somebody to clarify things yeah, yeah. for us? You know, this
0: really helps it. But what, did somebody write one time and say that we'll end up with perpetual war for perpetual peace? Yeah. And that, that's is baloney that they have, you yeah.
1: know. <laughs> And it's perpetual, so for sure. <laughs> yeah, well so. she, she let something slip, though. She said, well, we're not at war because we don't have a declaration of war. Oh, it's yeah. interesting that she, she recognized that that's important, yet nevertheless, they feel that they have the right. It's self-defense, however many thousands of miles away. Uh, the people in Yemen, are they're about to invade us.
0: You know, that reminds me of when I had that little debate and made them vote on going to the war yeah. in Iraq. And one of the members got a, got up and said, oh, this is important that it's not a declared war because it alters a lot of things. <clears throat> it, it, it sets up a <clears throat> new set of rules.
1: <clears throat> regard- Insurance, Insurance and different yeah. things like that. Yeah, that was interesting. That was. <coughs> now here it's getting even worse, Doctor Paul, and I hate to keep doing this, but let's look at this next clip because here's what here's why Biden is doing this. It's, there's no more audio. It's just just uh, from the article. Uh, the officials said Biden believed the United States had to act as what they describe the world's indispensable nation. So that's the reason why he is attacking. And escalating in Yemen. Because, not because it's in our interest, it's our vital national interest. It's because the, we are the world's indispensable nation. And if you go to the next one, this is the last one I just want to say about this from the article. US officials are also concerned that attacking the Houthis has thrust the US into a conflict with little exit strategy and limited support from key allies. And this is where you point out notably America's most powerful Gulf partners. Have withheld their backing. Now, I can report that just before we went live today, it looks like the Saudis have uh, launched an artillery strike across the border into Yemen. Uh, And that is a very dangerous escalation. It's one that Washington will love because what it means, or what it could mean if it continues this way, is that the Saudi Iranian rapprochement, which was very significant, may start to unravel now if the Saudis start attacking. Yemen again. So you can only imagine the neocons in Washington (laughs) rubbing their hands together and saying, more please, faster please. You know, uh,
0: in a way they're bold because in between the lines they're telling the truth that uh, they don't want to deal with reality. They don't want to deal with the declaration of war or anything else. So they're excusing themselves. But some of this stuff comes up You know, and I'll say, isn't it ridiculous they're actually making a true statement there? But I think it's out of boldness. I I don't think they have any remorse or any concern or any understanding of economics, nor do I think they have much concern about protecting liberty. If you you want to have a government, we have to have something decent for them to do. One of them is just leave people alone and keep people from taking liberty from other people. But no, they became the participant. It's the government that
1: we have to worry about the most. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of the government, (laughs) guess what it's all about? Follow the money. Um, Put on this next one. Now, this is from our friends at the Libertarian Institute, Kyle Anzalone, who does great work as well. (laughs) I mean, you just can't make this up. (laughs) Lawmakers push funding to replace weapons used in Yemen. Uh, So what's happening? We are using, uh, and actually even, you know, even some of the lawmakers are concerned about this. We're using multi Million-dollar missiles to shoot down thousand-dollar drones is what's happening. You
0: know, when I looked at this, I, d- I didn't believe it. They have a big advertisement <laughs> on yeah, it. That, that can't you. be. They can't be doing that. <laughs> they're putting it on. <laughs> look who. Look who, where you're saying getting your greetings from. Raytheon. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of people work for them. Yeah, but they're talking now because we have to send. We have to fire off all these multi-million-dollar missiles into. Yemen, one of the poorest countries on earth, well, we need, and put this next one on, this is Politico reporting, and as reported by Anzalone, um, that as American warships burn through expensive missiles against Houthi targets in Yemen, lawmakers, lobbyists, lobbyists, (laughs) and the Navy are angling to use a multi-billion dollar national security supplemental to replenish oh, the inventory. Oh, I can't believe they would do that.
0: Yeah. I think I worried about that a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. It's it's never it's never finalized. So that's the reason that people who uh, listen to government reports and try to protect themselves, both in protecting their liberties and protecting their finances, they might as well not pay much attention. But I think it's pretty easy if you just look a little bit uh, and observing uh, what our recent history's been all about, you can anticipate it pretty well, and it'll, it'll make you look like, Oh, how did he know that was going to happen? Well, they've sent us a lot of signals out because they've been doing it over and over again. But uh, the same people who have been right about warning about the conditions that we have now, how these wars perpetuate, are also making other warnings that not many people are talking about. What happens when the... Uh, when, when the bankruptcy uh, is conclusive and they know it and just, you know, monetizing debt uh, is, is not available, not because they don't want to, they've, it's run out of steam. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're facing.
1: I mean, remember when Bin Laden said his goal was to draw the U.S. into that region and spend a lot of money and lose a lot of lives. Well, it seems to me like the, the, the how the sort of asymmetric warfare with the Houthis, the same kind of thing. We're going to throw up these little drones that cost a couple dollars, and you're going to launch a tomahawk that costs millions and millions of dollars, and we're going to do it over and over and over again until we bleed you dry. And make a certain segment of the population
0: very rich.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, that's, that's tragic.
1: Well, somebody knows how this works very well. i we put on this next clip, and that person is our Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell. And he said that fighting in Yemen means Congress needs to add further spending for munitions to a supplemental military funding package. He said, as I've warned for weeks, using million-dollar missiles to defend against thousand-dollar drones strains an already insufficient inventory of long-range capabilities. So that massive, massive, massive military spending bill, that was just the tip of the iceberg. We have to put a massive supplemental in it so that Raytheon and all the others have something to show. And he complains
0: about the policy They consumed all these weapons. Who who promoted those policies? They had to get by him. (laughs) So he he supported that. But, you know, uh, it's it's unbelievable of their confidence that they can do this forever. And it's unbelievable that the American people will continue to put up with it. But it's believable to me that they're getting rather restless and they're starting to understand. What what is happening? Because I've 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 sort of looked at what uh, how the people reacted to COVID, uh, the, the the great harm there. But the uh, the Ukraine war, you know, uh, the, the people finally made a comparison: money to Ukraine uh, versus our own borders. Yeah. No, you no, know, our own borders. We're not going to talk about that. We don't have any obligations there. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> they make it both. You never know. Yeah. Then bread and circus is both. Well, I guess the last one we want to do is similar because uh, we are not, uh, we're very good at the, uh, we, Washington is very good at very terrible planning, but they're not alone. And I think the Israelis are in the same situation now. If we go to the next uh, clip, this is something from anti-war. We owe some royalties for today, <laughs> but um, U.S. intelligence says Israel is nowhere close to its goal of eliminating Hamas. Now, any expert that we were reading beforehand could have told us that but uh, the subtitle a member of Israel's war cabinet suggested the idea of an absolute defeat of Hamas is unrealistic so the goals that they had going into this were completely unrealistic and they're nowhere near them the fact that the US intelligence community is leaking out this information it's not to inform people like us Dr. Paul it's to send a signal to the Israelis listen guys Things aren't going well. We're tired of you blowing us off when we tell you to back down uh, and things are getting more serious.
0: But it's U.S. intelligence. So <laughs> they're, they're, they don't usually t- tell you uh, or even, you know, bend its way to telling the truth and uh, that is who so they must have something uh it's it's not going to hurt their fundraising you know yeah we're having a tough time but this is what we need and that's what they keep doing all the time you know whether it was korea or vietnam or whatever just add it, it uh, it's just astounding to me where i thought we had a pseudo victory you know in iraq and you know, afghanistan a place and it wasn't even pseudo it was just an outright lie it, it we're as active there as ever before well you look at the, the military establishment of Iraq, we own Iraq, yeah. we, we, we own Syria, too, at least a portion of it. But there's a few people there contesting us for, for, the, for the real estate in, in
1: Syria. Well, what's interesting, what's happening in Israel, is you're seeing a lot of military people saying, your plan is total garbage, we're not winning, we're being defeated, we're taking a lot of casualties, a lot more than people think, a lot more than it's being reported. You've got you've got families of the uh, people being held by Hamas furious with Netanyahu because he refuses to negotiate with Hamas to get these people released to get a ceasefire in place. The whole thing is going badly. Israel in the face of the world is has it's 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 gone so far down. It only has one ally left, and that's the U.S. government. So things are going badly for Israel, and I think this is really I think this is a signal from the powers that be the deep state in the US you've got to find a way to get out you guys are doing a good job killing women and children but you're not killing Hamas you need to figure out how to solve this problem yeah, yeah so you finish up yeah well I was gonna do one more thing if you don't oh, mind. yeah. want okay, yeah, okay. sorry I just want to remind everyone if you go to that last clip that the Ron Paul Institute I put out a and I've been able to keep up with it I was a little slow last year but if you do that very last clip I, I do us an exclusive column for our subscribers Uh, And I do it every week. Uh, This week it came out last night, The Biden Doctrine. If it's broke, don't fix it. And it's based on that interview with Biden. I distribute this uh, for free to our subscribers. I have a link in the description uh, for where you can sign up for free. I will again emphasize we do not lend out, sell or anything. Your name and your information is safe with us. We just want to be able to keep in touch. Sorry, now I'm, yeah, no, now I'm done. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I'm going to finish with a, a few comments of, of a political result of uh, of all this mess overseas because uh, uh, it has affected the politics here. You know, we, we do know and we've mentioned so often that the politics have entered dealing with uh the money going to Ukraine versus going to uh our borders and people are waking up to that and uh there's a real challenge I thought that might eliminate uh, or at least uh, lessen the amount of money going to Ukraine. But there's some diehards there that are going to have an emergency appropriation and and get their money. But uh, this is a I want to make a a couple of comments about uh, from an article from Politico Politico on the uh, Senate race in California. Uh, And I thought it was really bringing to light what's going on here. And the title is The Single biggest issue is dividing California's Senate race. Well, well, that's good. So they have three three senators running for, uh, three three candidates running for Senate. Uh, Schiff, everybody knows about him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam Schiff. And then Barbara Lee, we yeah. know a little bit about oh, yeah. her and we yeah. have some respect for her. Sure. And uh, then there's Katie Porter. And the interesting thing here is uh, Schiff comes out as being very very strong Israel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah oh, that yeah. shouldn't
0: surprise anybody. Re- Pro Israel, and uh, he he would be uh, he would be joined by a lot of Republicans. Oh, yeah, you know. For sure. And then Barbara Lee, who uh, y- you know ha- we've tried working with her and yeah. we've been able to because she is an anti-war person, uh, and <clears throat> but but the position she has to take is a, is a gentle position but the right one. She says can't we just have talk have a peace you know have a have a ceasefire yeah. and of course they said that that's treasonous yeah. you don't want to do that To even have a have a discussion so that's, that's going on, but at least it's not on the table. But that's the, the then the Katie Porter, uh, they, they they position her as, as, a, as a, a a compromise, the middle of the rotors. So you have those three. And uh, then the other thing that's interesting is the Republican candidates getting a little a little attention. Steve, Steve Garvey, yeah. I understand he was pretty good at baseball. <laughs> so that might be it, you know? So, we'll, uh, we'll wish him well, except, uh, I mean, I don't think we can depend on him to uh, call and say, hey, I want to be on your program because I agree with you on your foreign policy. <laughs> no, I don't think but, so. but anyway, that's that's still interesting. <clears throat> so, but so this, this uh, uh, issue of foreign policy has gotten involved in one big political issue in, in, in California, and it'll be interesting to follow that and see if there's any, any good news to report and, uh, and not have all just the pro-war people uh, win all the marbles. <laughs> so uh, I, I would like to once again, as usual, thank our viewers for tuning in to the Liberty Report. And uh, please come back soon.